Reviews and questions. Part two of the zombie story. And is your eyeball buzzing? All that and more on today's episode of No Green Eggs. Actually, there's no more. That's it. Welcome to No Green Eggs and Ham. A podcast about nothing and everything. It's not a show where we take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss, but where we dive into topics like art, weird inventions, pop culture, and anything having to do with cubby-wubby womb room tea. So throw on some clothes, grab a coffee, and ignore your responsibilities as you listen to the Just OK Sounds of your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. Hey, everybody. If my voice sounds a little weird throughout the podcast, it's because I bit the side of my cheek. Not the side of my cheek. I bit my cheek. And um, it gets a little, like, almost like I have, like, a lisp. But um, I'm going to drink often. That way it, you know, kind of stays somewhat normal. Anyway, let's get started with uh, a review we have a, a new review. I have a couple, um, or a few, but uh, I just got a new one. And um, this one uh, seems a bit odd, but uh, let, let's see. It's uh, it's from Joe Biden 42, and uh, the title is Biden My Time Between Episodes. Before listening to this podcast, my life was going nowhere. I was barely getting by on my seven-figure salary, struggling to even afford the fuel for my private jet. Then along comes Sam I Am with his wit and wisdom. I have changed and turned my life around. I am now the president of the United States of America. Thanks, Sam I Am. Joe B. Well, Joe B., um, don't know who you are, but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, best of luck with uh, whatever you do in the future. And um, you know the whole president thing. And th- thank you for the review. I really appreciate it. That's five stars from uh, Joe B. Uh, there are a couple others. If you go onto Apple Podcasts, you can see them. Please follow suit. Go on there and leave a review. Even if you don't listen through the podcast or Apple Podcasts app, you can still go on there and leave a review. Give me some good stars. And the more we get, the better it ends up being on the uh, Apple algorithm and, you know, they'll start pushing me up to the top. So please do so. Uh, I have a couple questions that were submitted through my website. Uh, again, nogreeneggs.com. You can go on there and leave a comment um, or a question, a review, whatever, and uh, hopefully I'll get to it. Um, here's a couple questions that we have for today. Uh, I got a bunch, but I'm only going to do a couple right now. Um, maybe I'll split them up because I don't get a lot, so... Um, that was not one of the questions. Did you go to school for writing and what classes did you take? Um, I did not go to school specifically for writing. Um, I went, when I, when I first went, um, I, I wanted to do it for writing and, uh, I took a couple creative writing courses, 
um, because my interest was in fiction and um, I just wanted to see if I can expand on it, do better with it. And I ended up changing my major because I was working at a bank and I thought in order to move up in the ranks, I should have a degree in business instead. So I changed it. Uh, not that I really had a, a degree or, you know, like a focus on writing as like a, uh, a, a goal or whatever it was, a major. Um, but I, I officially changed it to business. And when I realized that that was not the right move, I switched it to um, information systems and, you know, computer science, um, which I wish I didn't do either. I kind of kind of wish I, looking back now, stuck with writing because I did take some good courses uh, regarding uh, computer science and, and mathematics. I had a couple really good professors, but I didn't learn a lot that I use now in the field. Um, most of everything that I know has been Googled. Um, I could just Google it better than others, and um, which is basically the, the credo of... <laughs> Of most IT people, so I can just I can Google it better, um, or just working in the field, just getting hands on. Um, so, yeah, school didn't really teach me a lot, and and since I want to be a writer, uh, I really wish I took more creative writing courses, or you know, more stuff to more stuff. That's one of the things. Grammar. I, I wanted to learn grammar better, <laughs> learn better grammar. So, you know. Um, I, I kind of wish I did that. Uh, no, I didn't take a, a ton of those courses. And um, honestly, I, I'm not sure if I had an, a choice to go back. I'm not sure I would. Um, the student loans are ridiculous and, you know, still paying for those. So I don't I'm not sure it was worth it. Um, it is nice to say that I have a bachelor's degree and, you know, not a lot of people in my family have one. So that's, that's nice. I, I do enjoy that. Um, not, not the haha, but like it was an accomplishment, you know, I actually got it right before we had our first daughter. So that was a big year for me. I was very, uh, very excited to, to finish that and, um, get through it. Um, sorry, my, I'm, I'm filling in for somebody. Um, he's out and so I'm, I'm taking his calls and I'm getting a bunch of emails. Um, so I might have to take care of those once in a while okay um so that was that was that question i hope i answered it um what is your favorite word and why my favorite word there's a lot of good words um boobies uh, no explanation needed next question this is this one just says why uh why not uh there's no context so um, why, why, I mean, why existence? Why, why the podcast? Maybe it's why the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I ask myself that every day. Why the podcast? Um, if that's indeed what you're, you're saying, that's something that we can figure out together. Um, you know, if you have a follow-up question to that, that would be helpful. And where did you grow up? Grow up. Wow. Okay. So that's, that is a tough one because grow up in the sense of age or grow up as in the sense of adulting 
so if if it was the the former i would say that i grew up i mean it's it's in between new york and omaha nebraska i guess my formative years in like high school and stuff like that and junior high and even late grade school that was all um nebraska so i guess i'd have to say that but if you weren't you're talking about adulting if you know becoming more of a person and actually growing up that would be new york and uh if you want specifics long island so there you go all right everybody that's a few questions and a review uh please submit your questions to um no green eggs podcast at gmail.com or go to no green eggs.com and go to the comment section leave a message and i will hopefully get back to you now let's get into the meat of the podcast today and we are going to read we that's me um the the next section for the zombie book I was reading. And if you don't remember it, um, you can go back and check, I believe, episode 23 of this season. Uh, Egg yolk and blood juice. Or egg yolk or blood juice. Yeah, and that would be the first part. Um, If you haven't listened to that, check that out first. And then you can continue with this one. So I'll give you time to stop the recording now and go back, and then I'll wait for you, um, and then, you know, um, you can come back here, and and when you do, just let me know, so I can get started on chapter two, or or part two, I'm I'm waiting, okay, welcome back, okay, so here is part two of the zombie story, the untitled zombie story, nights were quiet, but stressful, Every bend in the road, every set of trees or hidden side streets were potential hiding spots for troopers or checkpoints. To avoid detection, they kept the headlights off, which meant that Bree and Jack were constantly on guard, scanning the landscape around them. Rural highway... Rural... (laughs) I can't say that word. (laughs) Oh, everybody. Okay. Straight face. As they traveled down rural highway, I, I just can't do it. Rural. It's my, it's a thing. <laughs> Sorry, this is supposed to be like a, a dramatic book. And I, I obviously just butchering this first part. Rural highways, often straining their eyes to adjust to the darkness. Whomever sat in the passenger seat would often lean out the window to improve sight and keep an ear out for anything out of the ordinary. The entire ride was mostly quiet. Neither would speak louder than a whisper in fear of breaking the concentration of the other. Often enough on clear nights, the moon and stars would provide enough light to make up for the lack of street lamps and headlights, but during storms and fog, visibility was nearly impossible. On a few occasions, the driver would pull off to the side of the road and wait for better conditions, but neither of them would take a break from guard duty. To say the least, The siblings hated traveling, and both felt as though the strain was stripping years off of their lives. Still, they stayed the course. How far away are we from the border? Bree whispered when they were on a stretch that contained no trees or structures. Jack turned his attention from the road to a folded map they used for navigation in place of their phones because any light would affect their night vision. He held the map close to his face to help him see, and then looked outside until they came upon a mile marker. 
He returned his attention to the map and spent a few moments calculating the distance. Maybe another 30 miles, give or take. Then Jack looked at his watch and then at the horizon. Sunrise will be in about 45 minutes. We may need to keep an eye out for some shelter. Not sure we have enough time to get past state lines and into covering before daylight. Bree used the rearview mirror to check on the passenger in the trunk. Thankfully, all was calm. No stirring, no noises. Nine times out of ten, turbulence from the back was minimal. But on rare occasions, circumstances became so tumultuous that diversions had to be made and the siblings would seek shelter deep in any nearby woods or forest so the brother couldn't be heard. There, they would wait out the screaming and pray it would end before any hikers could get into earshot. On one particularly stressful night, Jack had unknowingly parked 50 yards away from campers who came out of their shelters to check out the strange and terrifying noises. Even worse, the campers turned out to be hunters, and all were armed. Bree and Jack were alerted by flashlights and the sounds of running just in time to get back into their car and race away as bullets and buckshot splinters trees around them. That was the night they almost abandoned their mission altogether. The stress was becoming unbearable. But they persevered. Each sibling took a turn wanting to give up and go home, but the other would eventually talk them down. They both knew the task was dangerous on so many levels, but it was also necessary, not only for their brother, but possibly for all of humanity. Bree returned her focus to the road in front of her, but something in her side view mirror caught her attention. She reached up for the rear view mirror and adjusted it to get a better look behind them and saw a pair of headlights in the distance. For a second, the lights went away as the road descended, but they came back into view as the car came over the crest of the hill Bree had traveled only moments before. We may have a problem, Bree said as she scanned back and forth between the mirrors. Jack saw his sister's patrolling gazes and turned around to see for himself. Okay, okay, he said. Just maintain your speed. We don't want to look suspicious. Our lights are off, Jack. We already look suspicious, Bree quietly snapped back. What should we do? Should we turn off the highway? Jack shifted in his seat and looked around. There was nothing but fields of grass and farmland as far as the eye could see. There's nowhere to hide. He looked back at the headlights behind them, thought for a moment, and said, You're going to have to speed up. We need to find some kind of structure to hide behind, or at the very least, some foliage. What if it's a trooper? If they tag us for speeding, we're done. I really don't think they've seen us yet. Just gun it. Bree didn't bother arguing. She pressed down on the gas, gently at first, then harder as nerves took over. Before she knew it, the car was moving closer to 100 miles per hour, but felt like it had more to give. She maintained the momentum and left Jack to keep an eye on their rear while both frantically looked for signs of shelter. It looks like they're falling back, said Jack, but we still need to get off this road. I still don't see anything, Bree answered with a tinge of fear. Jack turned all of his attention to helping his sister find any sign of covering. After a couple of miles with nothing in sight, the car came over another hill and they both saw something that lifted the tension. A barn-like structure less than a quarter mile away and far enough from the highway that they could go without being seen by the pursuer. Bree let off the gas and allowed the car to come to a manageable slowdown before having to apply the brakes quickly to safely turn into the field without losing traction. Thankfully, the car slowed quite well so no brakes were needed and she made a beeline for the structure. Jack turned around and watched for the car behind them as Bree closed the gap to the barn. 
As she approached, she noticed that the barn was run down and abandoned, which made it even more appealing for their cause. She pulled around behind the barn to get out of sight, and as she did, Jack caught a glimpse of a pair of headlights coming over the very hill that led the siblings to their oasis. Bree turned off the car and opened her door in time to hear the hum of tires on tarmac get louder and subsequently quieter as the vehicle rushed on its way. Jack also got out of the car and ran to the edge of the barn to get a better look. When he was satisfied that they were in the clear, he walked over to Bree and said, It was a state trooper. Thank God you saw it when you did, and thank God for this barn. Jack stepped over and knocked on the broken structure before falling to the ground and resting his back against the wall. Come on, Bree said as she pulled him to his feet. We need to get this car into the barn. Let's find a way in. Jack reluctantly aided Bree in his ascent and joined her in walking around to the front of the barn. When they reached it, they saw two large doors. One was shut fully out and upright, while the other looked as though it was ready to fall off its hinges. Jack carefully pulled on the better-looking door and watched for movement from the other. Surprisingly, the door was easy to open, but creaked loudly. Bree walked in and struggled to see as the inside was darker than the outside. Jack followed her in and stood shoulder to shoulder so they both knew where the other was. They slowly walked toward the back of the barn and didn't make contact with anything. Do you think we should use the lights on our phones? Bree asked. Jack stopped and said, Wait, let me go stand by the door. Jack left her and carefully jogged to the barn door. He wanted to make sure there were no other cars before allowing Bree to give away their position. When he was satisfied no one was within sight of them, he closed the barn door and told Bree to go ahead. The two pulled out their phones and turned on their lights. Jack from the front and Bree from the back. The lights revealed an empty, dilapidated barn that appeared to be out of use for many years. The remnants of a loft on one side of the barn were on the floor. There was some old, dirty hay scattered throughout and a few broken tools leaning against a wall. Other than a few spots of mold, the barn was quite clean and perfect for hiding out. It looks good, said Bree. I think this will do just fine, replied Jack. I just hope no one checks out this place on the regular. Jack turned off the light on his phone, and Bree followed suit. I'm going to get the car. Hold open the door for me. The car will fit through without you having to attempt to move the broken door, Jack said before opening the door and running out. Bree made her way to the front to do as her brother asked. When she reached the door, she could have sworn she heard something come from where she was just standing, but she brushed it off as only the sound of Jack getting into the car. As if on cue, the sound of the engine coming to life confirmed her theory, and she felt at ease. A moment later, Jack was pulling the car through the door and bringing it to a stop near the back as Bree closed the door. Jack turned off the car and came over to help his sister block the door with old tools and hay. Since one of the doors was nearly off his hinges, there were gaps where someone could peer in and see what's inside, so the two did their best to close the weak points. When they were satisfied... Jack told Bree he'd take the first watch so she could get some sleep. Bree happily agreed and climbed to the front passenger seat, reclined, closed her eyes, and immediately passed out. And that was part two. Stay tuned for part three. Uh, obviously not today. Okay, this story is a little bit hard to handle. It's not very long. Um... But it's going to make you not want to smell flowers ever again. Like like ever. In 2019, a 28-year-old Taiwanese woman was participating in a little festival that they call King Ming Tomb Sweeping. 
Uh, obviously, the tomb sweeping is probably not part of the name, but this is what I found. And it involves cleaning up the graves of relatives who have passed away. So it's a, a big thing, a big to-do. And while this woman was cleaning off uh, some dirt off of a, uh, a relative's tomb or somebody else's tomb, not sure if it was her relatives, doesn't say, a bit of dirt got into her eye. However, when her eye started swelling up a couple days later, she went to the doctor who was terrified at what he saw. It wasn't dirt that went into her eye, but in fact, an insect. The doctor looked into her eye and saw something black that looked like an insect leg. The leg was attached to a four millimeter long bee. And unfortunately, that wasn't the only one. The doctor grabbed the leg and very slowly took it out. Then he saw another one, and another one, and another one. This woman had four bees behind her eye. Four bees. She thought she got a fleck of dirt in her eye. How do you not know that there's four bees in your eye? Four bees! It's not a piece of dirt, it's bees. They're not quiet. The four bees. I, the, the only reason they stayed alive, because apparently this wasn't just like a day or two, now that I'm reading it. They were able to stay alive because they fed off of the woman's tears. Oh my goodness. Four bees living in your eyeball. You don't know it. And they would have kept living longer if she didn't realize it. All on the basis that they could survive off of her teardrops. I, uh, how did she not get stung? Like, how did the bees not freak out and then just start, like, stinging all within her eyeball? How, how did they get in the eyeball? How do you not know that there are four bees? How do you, like, feel something go in your eye and you're like, oh, I guess it's dirt. Well, move on. I'm cleaning Mima's grave, or whatever the equivalent of Mima is in Taiwanese. And then, I mean, did they not buzz? Maybe they didn't buzz. Or maybe they did, and she just felt like her, like her, her phone was ringing constantly, and she just kept checking her phone. She's like, oh, I guess it's not my phone. So the only reason she went is because it swelled up. Her eyes swelled, and then she realized that she should probably go to the doctor because it wasn't stopping. I mean, if I saw my eyes swelling up like that, I would probably assume that it was... Um, you know, like a sty or something, because I've had those before. And they, but you know, you you see, you like you can see a sty, right? Um, but on the other hand, I think the fact that my head was buzzing would tip me off that it's probably not just dirt, and I should probably go to the doctor. I would at least look. Like, like how do you not like? 
like feel around. I guess it had to be painful. It had to be painful. The eye swelling alone had to be painful and uncomfortable. I, I really want to know how many days she went before she's like, I should go get this checked out. Ugh. Nightmares. Forever. Forever nightmares. Ugh. You're welcome. Okay, that's another episode of No Green Eggs and Ham. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it creeped me out saying it. But, um... Ugh. I can't get over that. Bees. Bees? Reference. Um... Yeah, so... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the story. At least, not not the bee story. <laughs> That's just... If you enjoyed that, there's there's some something wrong. But the zombie story. And, um... Please leave reviews, questions, comments, um, and I will address them, answer them, um, question them myself even, um, on a future episode. And uh, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate your support. Um, Again, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, even if you're not on there. It will help me out. Uh, That's the best thing that you can do for this podcast. Share, uh, like, subscribe, wherever it might be and keep listening Uh, i really enjoy doing it and i hope you enjoy listening again i have stickers to give away so if you end up leaving a review on apple podcasts uh take a screenshot and email to me or you know just no don't do that don't take a picture just reference it in an email um through no green eggs podcast at gmail.com or go on to nogreeneggs.com slash comment and let me know what you did and when and I will go ahead and check it out and then get in contact with you somehow about uh, sending you a free sticker again these are really cool vinyl stickers they're not cheap they're pretty awesome and a big shout out to my friend for making them again okay guys Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, see you, not see you. Thank you for listening to No Green Eggs and Ham. Editing is by Yobino Consulting in Glencove, New York. Producers for the show are me, myself, and I. The theme song was written and performed by Donnie Ronaldo on a guitar that I gave him because I don't know how to play. If you reach this far in the show, please take an additional few seconds to leave us a review on whatever app you're using to listen to us ramble on about nothing and share the podcast with your friends. See you, not see you, next time.